I try to come up with as many hands-on activities as I can. I don't do this every single unit, but I try at the end of a chapter to have some activity like this that we do hands-on. That's my goal. We're studying slavery right now, and I made this years ago before I had children, but it wouldn't be hard to make one. You could even make one out of construction paper. But this is the, an Underground Railroad quilt. And every year, one of my students at least picks this topic for their research paper. But this is really interesting. This was a secret code that the slaves would use um, to know when they were going to escape. For instance, this one is monkey wrench. It meant get your tools ready. This one is wagon wheel. It meant load everything secretly in the wagon. This is bear paw, and it meant to go through the woods where the bears would go. Don't go on the road. This next one is crossroads. It was where to meet somebody or something. This is log cabin, and they were supposed to go to the log cabin. Usually with there was a signal like two or three candles lit in the window. That was the safe one. This is bow tie, and it meant they were, once they got to the cabin, they were supposed to dress up get out of their slave clothes and wear formal clothes. This is flying geese, meant to go north. This is drunkard's path, it meant to take a crooked path through the woods. This one is a north star or some kind of star to follow the north star. And this one is tumbling blocks, keep, keep going, tumble quickly so you don't get caught. But again, just to hang that up on the wall where we're studying slavery something to, to look at that makes more sense and to think that they would have in secret you know hung these out the window and look okay there's you know this one there's the churn dash we better load our stuff up we were studying the colonial period and um we made little yarn dolls the guys made boy yarn they had legs the boys made boy yarn dolls and the girls made girl yarn dolls we made these little pouches before they would have had pockets they would have had little leather pouches for one we had studied south america last year and what do you do for South America? Well, I don't know, what do you do? And so I thought, you know, they could make a map and the easy thing would be get a white poster board and mark all the countries and make a map. So I said, well, you have to make some kind of a map of South America, but I love to put crazy parameters on them. But I said, you can't use a poster, you can't you just do it, put a poster board and put the map on it. You have to do something interesting. So some of them glued coffee beans and little oranges and bananas, and they actually used those for like the texture on their map. Some of them made hysterical cartoons, like the guy uh, crashing into South America thinking that they'd hit India or whatever. They had cartoons on them. There were several different ideas I gave them. I always present to my students, I feel like they're young, they don't have a broad range of experience. If I just said you have to make a map, I'd probably get a bunch of little pieces of paper with a map. So I try to let them think big and I try to give them as many crazy ideas as I could. And again, I picked up, it was a string art of a ship. And I just happened to glance over at that and say, oh, you could do string art. And I got two of these, which is beautiful. And they're even color coded. Green is Brazil and whatever. And so, and then actually one student got so excited he made one of the whole United States. We just got through with the Industrial Revolution. And so uh, we actually got cotton. I make them like touch the pokey thing on the cotton. It hurts, it's not very, uh, it's very sharp. And then I actually make my students, I give them a blob of cotton and they have to sit there and pull the seeds out. And if you've ever done that, like here's a seed. And so you have to pull it and pull it and pull it. 
and then you get this like little bitty seed out of there. And can you imagine before the cotton gin? And you had to sit there, the slaves had to sit there by hand and pull these out. And then when I show them the picture of the cotton gin and say like by cranking that handle, one person could get done 50 times the amount of work rather than us sitting here pulling out this little cotton seed. And again, you can get cotton online or if you know somebody that lives in the South, you can, we used to pick this up on the side of the road when I lived in Texas. So, and then we're talking about the Industrial Revolution. Okay, so you had to get all the cotton and then I'll, usually I don't have enough time, but I'll demonstrate how to card. After they get all the seeds out of it, they card it, and this isn't carding very well, but they'll get these little rollos, they call them, right? And then they get a spinning thing, and they spin it, which we can't really demonstrate, and then we get yarn. So we have this yarn, and then uh, some of my students, I've done this a couple of times, I've said, hey guys, who has extra two-by-fours laying around their shop? And a bunch of the boys raise their hand, and I say, I need 30 of these. And all it is is a two by four. I just get yarn. I went to the Goodwill and got a big bag of yarn for a couple of dollars. And again, I go shop, I go thrift shopping and I just look for stuff like that and I, I buy it. And then we just took one color of yarn and wrapped it around the two by four. One year I ordered little plastic needles, but this year I just went to the art room and got a popsicle stick and taped it on there. And then once we've, I tell them, once you've woven your wool, then you have to weave this. And you have to go over and under and over and under and over and under. And they sit there and do this, you know, for 20 minutes and they have this much done. And I say, can you imagine making your own clothes? Like all you're trying to do is make a bookmark. What if you had to shear your own sheep, grow your own cotton, pick the seeds out, make the rollos, make all the yarn, and then sit here and do, could you make three yards of fabric for a dress? And all of a sudden, the Industrial Revolution makes a lot more sense. And I actually had them make bookmarks. This was last year, but uh, we were doing the Industrial Revolution as well. And I actually had them, they all had to finish a bookmark for a grade because I wanted them to know how hard it was to sit there and weave on a loom. And so I got all these beautiful bookmarks anyway. And some of them use different kinds of thread. So that's just something that they can touch and realize it's real. it was, must have been really hard back then. No wonder the sewing machines were so fabulous. This year, I had them go back. I have a, on my fish tank back there is actually a, oh, it's a treadle stand. And I had them for their homework. They had to go back there and punch the treadle three times and make the flywheel go around. Can you imagine how much faster that would have been than sitting there doing this by hand? Anything that we can think of like that. And I am working on a list of ideas. So if anybody's interested, I, you can contact somebody from Faith Builders and I'm compiling a list of all these different activities. For more free resources that support teaching and learning, visit the docforlearning.org.